Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I'm talking all about how learning how to trust yourself is absolutely a profitable skill. This episode has come off the back of what happened today. Today, I had an idea and the idea came to me in hour one, which is something I do with my clients on a Monday morning. We get together between nine and 10. We start the week right. And I had an idea in hour one and the old version of me would have frantically written down that idea in case I forgot it. But this version of me, it allows the idea to be free to form or not to be remembered or not. And that, by the way, I I was thinking about this It's not because I trust myself to remember. That's actually, (laughs) I don't trust myself to remember. I am forgetful as fuck. My mind is a fast little fucker. But what it is, is I recognize that I trust that there's more where this came from. So I don't find myself clinging to an idea that I had, no matter how good it was, and then writing that idea down just in case it leaves. Because I realize I've developed a trust within myself that there's more where that came from. And funnily enough, what I also notice then as I allow my thoughts to wander on this a little bit is when I loosen my grip, ideas seem to love that and ideas, more ideas seem to flock to me. And here's the thing where this episode has come from, learning how to trust yourself, learning how to cultivate self-assurance is a profitable skill. I do think that cultivating that self-assurance is possibly one of the most important skills that you can develop, not just in business as a profitable skill, I'm going to go into that today, but also in life as well. You know, when you learn to trust yourself, you then start to learn to become more confident, more resilient, and better equipped to handle the challenges that come along. And that is what I believe. I believe that life is for experiencing. I think that that is a really easy blanket statement to throw out there. So I know that some people might say that from the perspective of life is for living, life is for experiencing. We should be living, we should be going out, we should be playing, we should be enjoying it. I don't necessarily mean it from that angle. I do agree with all of those things. Of course I do. But the angle that I'm coming from is you've got all of these experiences in life and business are rich. They're rich in lessons. You're experiencing them so that they can help facilitate your growth. And it doesn't matter if they're good experiences or bad experiences. I believe that they're there to serve you in some way, in some capacity. They're there to serve your growth. And so what I mean when I say life is to be experienced, business is to be experienced, out there in in the world, in what happens to you and what you make happen on a daily basis. It's all there to be experienced, not hid from and not avoided. Quite often I see people when they first come to me and they're sort of avoiding things, they're putting things off because they're avoiding the hypothetical potential outcome of what might happen if they go forward and step into that. And it's because they're usually avoiding discomfort, discomfort in the fact that they might be judged, they might fail, something might go wrong. They don't trust themselves to be able to handle it. And that leads me on to life and business is for living in an experience in your inner world too. I believe that we've got an access to the whole rainbow of emotions because we're meant to feel them. And I know I've said in previous episodes, you know, shits me up a bit when people say, oh, I just want to stop being negative. I want to distract myself away from this negativity. And I'm like, 
Uh, like I don't, okay, fine. We don't want to wallow around in that swamp for weeks and weeks and weeks and get stuck there. It's there to be experienced. I think that your lowest lows in your inner world, your darkest moments, they are there for you to experience and cultivating self-trust and cultivating self-assurance is only going to make it easier for you to be in the discomfort of those lowest lows and by the way, of your highest highs. So a lot of my clients when they experience their highest highs, it's uncomfortable for them. And you can do a quick test if you want to know how you experience your highest highs, as in literally the experience that you have. Look at your behavior out there in response to people and in here in your inner world when someone pays you a compliment. When someone pays you a compliment, watch how you behave. And that will signal to you how you are able to navigate your emotional world you know, because it's not just, we talk a lot on the Inner Conversation about navigating uncertainty and difficult emotions and challenging things, but it's also the, my clients, they often experience a lot of success in their business. They've already got an established business. They're already experiencing successful metrics in terms of business results, but a lot of them aren't able to enjoy it. A lot of them aren't able to feel that satisfaction, feel that fulfillment from what they're doing. So, in this episode, when I was thinking about like that idea and how I sort of trust myself now to not cling on to them. And I trust myself not to remember things, but I just trust that there's more where that came from. It made me realize that actually self-trust, self-assurance, and therefore confidence, they are things that you can cultivate. When you learn to trust yourself, you do become more confident, you do become more resilient, and you do become better equipped to handle what goes on in life and business. You help it helps you to make sort of almost better decisions, but not because the decisions you're making are right necessarily, but more so because you can stand, you can back yourself, you can stand behind your decisions even when they're wrong. You don't abandon yourself even when you make the wrong decision. And when you trust yourself and cultivate self-assurance, you're less likely to second-guess yourself. You're less likely to be swayed by the opinion of others. And you're more likely to follow your instincts, to make decisions that are in line with your values, your mission, your goals, your preferences and tastes it can be so easy, particularly for the people who I work with. There's, there's often a creative aspect to their business. It can be so easy to fall in line with the norm in inverted commas out there. So trusting yourself and building and cultivating self-assurance, it leads inevitably to greater creativity, greater innovation, because when you start this work and when you learn how to trust yourself, it means you're more willing to take risks. And that sounds like, you know, big risky risks. It's not. It's the risk of putting out the most authentic expression of your work on Instagram, on your grid. Oh my God, it's not on stories and disappears after 24 hours because you know it's not for everyone, but you know it's your truest authentic expression. You're more likely to think outside of the box and come up with innovative solutions to your business problems because you're not seeking that assurance from outside of you. And learning how to trust yourself, learning how to cultivate self-assurance, it massively improves on that note, your relationships, because when you try and seek that assurance outside of you, it's so different when you trust yourself because you're more confident, you're more assertive, which means that you can more effectively communicate with other people. Ultimately, what it leads to, I found with my clients, is you back yourself a lot more. So you start asking for what you want. 
and you start putting your message out there in a much clearer way, you've got inner clarity and that shows outside. And therefore in business, one of the inevitable results is you start to attract clients who share your values, your goals, who meet the criteria that you want to fit. The best bit is self-trust, self-assurance, and therefore confidence can be cultivated. But what I see when people come to me for the first time, they'll say, I just want more confidence. And I think that this links directly back to self-trust because what they want is to feel more confident. And what I think they think that is on the surface is I just want to have my shit together. And what I think they really mean is, oh no, you just want to be okay when your shit is all over the show. You know, (laughs) like you, I think to feel confidence in in your decision-making, for example, it looks like not overthinking. It looks like not putting it off and procrastinating over your decisions, but instead trusting yourself to decide as best you can, saving the knowledge that if you make the wrong decision, you can trust yourself to navigate it from there. That's confidence. That's self-trust. That's navigating it all from where you're at. That's what I think it is. I believe what my clients mean when they're able to navigate the ups and downs, the uncertainty of life and business with more self-assurance, seeking more confidence. They want to feel more confidence. But what they actually are looking for is the trust in themselves to navigate things from where they're at. Even if that means they've made a wrong decision, I can trust myself that I'll navigate it from there. It's really, the feeling is not graspy or loud, it's grounded. It's like a quiet self-assurance at the back of the room, you know? So unfortunately though, at the beginning when people come to me, they think that confidence is created outside of themselves. It's a bit squiffy because They don't see it as something that they can cultivate from within without the business results. They think at first, they think that they need the business results in order to cultivate and build self-assurance, cultivate and build self-trust, cultivate and build confidence. And it's it's back to front. My take on this is if you want confidence, if you want self-trust, if you want self-assurance, you first have to accept the very frustrating thing that is you have to decide it in advance and, and commit to cultivating it. If you want self-trust, if you want self-assurance, if you want confidence, you have to accept and decide in advance that you are going to commit to cultivating it. If you're thinking at this point in the episode, okay, but I really want you directly to talk to how, like how do I cultivate self-assurance? I want to point you towards an episode where it's it's almost like a mini workshop. It's one of my most popular episodes on the Inner Work Conversation and it is how it's co- literally called How to Cultivate Self-Assurance. So let me get the episode number now. I'm going to link it in the show notes too, but I'll tell you. Hang on. Okay, so <laughs> in me going and seeking that episode out, I actually found four that I think will be so awesome for you to listen to after this one. Um, but the one specifically I'm referring to, if you want to do the work, of like the initial work, the uncovering work of building self-assurance, go and listen to episode 105105. And that is a free mini workshop on how to build self-assurance. The other episodes that I found as I was scrolling through were episode 111, which is another free self-inquiry workshop. It was all, it was giving you some self-reflection prompts to help you bring your unconscious thoughts about yourself and your beliefs about yourself into the conscious. That would be good for you to listen to. And also episodes 
125, How to Build Self-Belief, and episode 129, How to Make Growth Feel Less Vulnerable in Business. So if you're here and you're like, yeah, but Nikki, I want you to guide me through the how, they are great episodes for you to listen to. Going back to why I started recording this one in the first place, I think that when I noticed myself allowing that idea to just be let go of, it made me really realize that it's not me building my, like, I must control this. I must build my ability to remember everything because that feels, for me, it feels very grabby. It feels very scarcity driven. I must remember this because if I don't, there's not going to be, I'm going to run out. It feels like that. And when I noticed that I wasn't doing that, I felt really at peace and powerful within myself, knowing that it's okay for me to let this idea grow and it might come back and build or it might not. You know, it might never come back around, but there's more where that came from. And just finishing off on the point I was making before I recommended those episodes, people come to my door wanting confidence from, they they think that confidence is going to come from those business results, right? And my take is you have to decide in advance. You have to cultivate self-trust, self-assurance, and confidence in advance. Business results then validate your confidence afterwards, not before, afterwards. And if you're listening to this thinking, oh, this sounds familiar. Yes, I talked all about this concept in episode 174, where you'll hear me backing myself in advance, building my self-assurance, my self-trust, my self-confidence in advance of making a decision, even though I knew that making that decision may not directly link to business results that will add to my confidence. That's the point. You have to cultivate self-trust and self-assurance because the opposite, right? It's after, not before. Business results validate your confidence after you've decided on it. After, not before. The opposite is waiting until you have the results to then feel confidence, to then feel like you can trust yourself, to then feel self-assured. And to me, that's not self-assurance. That's not self-trust. That's being propped up by something outside of you. If you're taking your confidence and your self-trust and your self-assurance from out there, you only have to go on Amazon and look at the reviews of a book and you're going to get people leaving five stars and people leaving one star. And the people who left it five star are going to be ranting and raving on how amazing it is. And the people who've left one star are going to be ranting and raving on how shit it is. And if the author is outsourcing their self-trust, their self-assurance and their confidence in those reviews... Uh, and and then like let's say before they publish the book they got all of those people to read it they probably would have never published it because of all of those negative reviews that's what i mean when you come to my coaching door and we start working together and i see that you are trying to gain confidence from the business results outside of you it's going to be a wobbly ride because sometimes when people are made like made up with you and so happy with you and give you all the amazing testimonials you'll feel great about yourself but when you don't get that when there's an absence of that or when there's shit feedback you're going to feel like shit inside of yourself and in addition to that, by the way, I want to say that the majority of people that I work with, they're service providers of small, established, usually creative businesses. And therefore, I think there's a bit of an integrity test here as well. When people want the certainty of the business results to validate them before they'll trust themselves and really back themselves out loud, before they'll feel confident enough and self-assured enough to really back their pricing, back their positioning in terms of their marketing, I think that there's an integrity test here where we've grown up in the world of, you know, market your services and make it shiny. 
But actually, I think that where the wobbliness comes from inside of us when we go online and we make it shiny is, can you really back what you do though? Like, can you really get behind the outcomes that you're saying that you can produce for people? When we don't trust ourselves to generate the results and we make it shiny because we're told that we must make it shiny, it it doesn't energetically, I think that people can feel that. And I think when you sell and when you market and when you position your services from a really grounded place of self-trust, by the way, all of this goes for those of you in business who are employed and are asking for a promotion and asking for a pay rise. When you are coming from a place of really grounded self-trust, this is what I do. This is what I deliver. This is what it's worth. And by the way, I'm not perfect. And by the way, I will fuck up. And by the way, I'm human. And by the way, I trust myself in those places too, and you should too, because I also trust that when I fuck up or when I don't do things as well, you can trust that I trust myself to navigate those times with integrity. And it is hard. It is hard to navigate times like that with integrity. Integrity meaning the standards that you would like to uphold as a business owner when you're navigating tricky situations like you know, negative feedback and complaints and things like that. It's really hard to uphold standards that you would like to think that you would uphold when your inner emotional world is uncomfortable. That's why building self-trust is so important. That is why building self-assurance is so important. It's not just about it being profitable. It's also about you navigating through business ethically, you know, (laughs) ethically. And on that point, and I will leave this alone, I promise, but on that point, that's why I believe so many of us are in all industries are looking outside of ourselves for, can someone tell me the ethical standards that I can uphold myself to? Can someone define ethics so that I know what the rules are so that I can play within the rules when I think that actually being ethical is a very subjective thing to be. Um, it's a very subjective thing to define. Sorry, that's what I mean. It's a very being ethical is a very subjective thing to 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 define. And therefore, when things are challenging in business, you would like, wouldn't you, to be in this situation, to be in the position where all of the uncomfortable emotions that come up in a difficult situation in business, and by the way, it's normal. <laughs> it's normal to find yourself in a challenging time in business. It's not normal to nav. I don't think it's normal to navigate business pleasing everyone all of the time. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to navigate those times knowing that you are in integrity with ethical standards that you can you can back, you can stand behind, you can go to bed at night going, do you know what? I handle that the best I can. Do you know what? I've closed the door with a smile and I meant it. Do you know what? Actually, that wasn't the nicest and most pleasurable interaction, but I can go to bed tonight knowing that I did the right thing, even if it didn't feel good. That's, I I believe that that's also, it's not just about profitability. It's also about navigating business ethically by standards that you would like to uphold for yourself because it's all part and parcel of running a business you can't have 100% of the people happy with you 100% of the time you just can't it's not how it goes and if you think that that is how it goes then you want to check if you think it should be perfect all the time and no one should complain and no one everyone should be happy with you it's likely that you're holding back in business and making sure that you're tiptoeing around ever so gently so that no one can be unhappy with you 
And that to me is not self-trust. That to me is not self-assurance. That to me is not confidence. True confidence is I will fuck up. And when I fuck up, I will still be backing myself. I will still be being kind to myself. I will still be managing my emotional world in such a way that enables me to confidently navigate business. Do you see? You can't navigate business thinking that your confidence and your self-trust will come from your clients and their feedback and your business results in terms of profit and revenue. You can't do it. It has to come. By the way, you can, but it's not sustainable. You can, but it's not going to feel sustainable inside. It has to come from within you. It has to be cultivated. And in conclusion, I'm going to wrap the episode up here. In conclusion, learning how to trust yourself. Of course, it's a profitable skill. Of course, because you're going to benefit in so many areas of your life and so many areas of your business. And as a business owner myself for over, what is it now, like three, four years, I don't know, something like that. I lose track, to be honest. Time isn't really one of my strong points. But what I notice about myself is when I have taken the time and taken the effort and attention, paid the attention to over time, build self-trust, build self-assurance, of course, it's going to pay me back because I allow myself to be in situations where people aren't always delighted with my actions or my decisions. And I allow myself not to feel shame in those places. And I think that that's so important. As you navigate through business, right? If you're navigating through business, not wanting to get a complaint, not wanting for people to be unhappy with you, not wanting to put your prices too high because it's not normal for your market and no one might buy off you, or if you're wanting to um, position yourself using language that is normal and you see on other people's websites because that's the way it's, you are in those spa- in, in those spaces, you are abandoning yourself. And when you abandon yourself, self-trust can't be cultivated in that abandonment. When you abandon yourself, when something happens or before you're about to step into something in business, you can't cultivate confidence. You can't cultivate self-trust. Hence the reason why I say it is a profitable skill. And it's profitable because it's going to see you navigating business in your way, number one. It's profitable because you're not going to be spending so much time, energy, and attention trying to avoid judgment, criticism, or failure, and therefore pouring all of your energy into all of the fucking tasks that keep you busy to avoid doing the things that require courage. Of course, it's a profitable skill. It takes time and effort to develop this skill, but the rewards are well worth it. So worth it. So I want you to go ahead, listen to those episodes. So 105 was the one with the self-reflection prompts, as is 111, 125 and 129 are the ones that I pointed you towards. I will link them in the show notes for you. I want you, off the back of this episode, I want you to start committing daily to cultivating self-trust, to cultivating self-assurance and see how it can transform your inner world and watch how that ripples out into your business world, into your external results, into your relationships in life and in business. So all that said, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.